Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game podcast with me, your host Luke Anning. And if you find anything in this helpful, please share with me on your please share with me on your socials at Luke Full Stop A N N I N G at Luke Anning. It's literally my name with a full stop period in the middle. We literally are counting on your beautiful energy to spread these amazing messages out to others. And just by you listening, it creates massive change in this world. So to keep being part of this revolution, please drop a share. Please subscribe and listen to everything that we put out. We'd really, really appreciate it. So the last episodes, we talked about how to find real friends and pull out and away from toxic ones. And I know you guys really liked that one. I had some good feedback. And this episode, I wanted to teach you the lessons from a book that I read called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It's actually been one of my favorite reads. I was literally, every single sentence, I was like, oh, that hits so deep. Like, yeah, I resonate with that. So this is what I wanted to bring in forward for you guys. There's going to be some life-changing lessons for you here right here right now so to save you reading the book i've broken it down into seven concepts to make it as easy as possible for you so please get your earphones in get present and we're about to dive into some thought changing concepts so without any further ado we're going straight in so number one is thought and character is followed by the purity or plague of your thoughts now you're probably like, what do you mean purity or plague of your thoughts? So what this is really dialed into is if you allow your mind to be brought in and filled with happy, pure thoughts of love for yourself and for others around you, you will have joy follow you. But it's the polar opposite. So if you wish hurt or carry resentment, then suffering follows. So it's so important to keep pure thoughts in your mind to bring more joy into your world. And I'm a big believer that holding on to resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It serves you literally zero purpose. And it really does hurt me because I know I have family that resent each other just for not seeing each other at Christmas. And it's really so petty and it really does plague on your soul. Like it's such a negative energy. And here's the thing is you're feeling, you're the one feeling the pain. And whatever someone did to you, it's still not worth you holding on to the pain of the of that incident because when you think about it if they're lying on their deathbed and you're there are you seriously going to hold on to that resentment is that going to serve you at all it's not and here's the thing like some of you might have heard about my sexual abuse story that happened when i was a kid turns out that i saw that guy at the gym and i got really triggered and the pain and resentment and anger and dark thoughts started to follow and one of my mentors at the time said to me like so what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I want to go up to him and I want to say, you did X, Y, Z. And she was like, is that going to serve you? And I was like, I feel like it would help me release something, but it's not, it's not internally making me feel better. She was like, right. So from there, what, what would you want to do? I was like, I feel like I just need to forgive and move forward. Like it's not going to be forgive and forget. I don't like that forgive and forget because it's, you're never going to forget something that happened. And in fact, that's probably more toxic anyway, because you're going to then suppress emotions if you do have emotions come up about it. But forgiveness allows me to accept what happened happened. And from there, I can move forward. So rather than being the victim and being in the victim mindset of like he did X, Y, and Z, I could take a deep breath, bring in forgiveness for him and myself, 
because likely somebody took the power away from him at some point and therefore he had to take it away from somebody else because that's his experience of his subconscious and his subconscious is a reflection of his action. So just to be honest with you guys, your subconscious is 95% of your out being actions and most of that you don't even recognize you're doing. So not to take any actions away from what he did was wrong, but it's a reflection of his past and his trauma as well. So me being in a purer place of mind allows me to stay forward, forward thinking on this. It allows me to move forward and it allows me to reshape myself. So you have to purify your thoughts if you want to shift what follows because it was either suffering and carry on to the pain and anger and resentment towards that guy or move forward in purity and just say like, hey, it happened, but I forgive this guy. I wish him all the best and I hope he heals from whatever happened to him. And also probably the incident himself has probably scarred him a little bit as well. So that was the first aspect of it. So you have to keep your thoughts pure. Number two, the effect of your thoughts on your circumstances. So you'll notice these start to link up. It's all going to be about thinking. But if you take one thing from this entire podcast, remember this. No useless seeds in your mind equals the growth of of. Oh, I've stacked it. Let's say it again. Let's say it again, because this is such an important quote, and I want you to remember this. So if you take one thing, remember this. No useless seeds in your mind equals the growth of useless weeds. So this is especially um, prevalent in so many people, and we're so anxious to improve our circumstances, but not actually ourselves. And then we berate ourselves for not improving. How many times have you bullied yourself for not showing up when you said that you were going to? How many times have you bullied yourself for, for saying something earlier in the day or, or worried about how that relationship turned out like five years ago? Just remember here that the good thoughts will never produce evil results, but evil thoughts will never produce good results. So your suffering in your mind, your life experience is always, 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 always an effect of wrong thought. Even if there's somebody else involved, it's still your choice to apply yourself from your thought process. So you can choose your thoughts just because you have a first automatic negative thought doesn't mean that that's your reality or has to be that reality. So my mentor, Rob, Rob Dial, told me this story of um, a business guy that he knew. And his, this guy had a mentor as well. So I'm kind of telling like a mentor's mentor story. Um, but essentially, it's the pink hair story. And Basically, a guy was getting really successful in his business and he just happened to have two or three people complain or, or put a complaint through his office. And he was reading these emails and he was putting all of his focus into these complaints, thinking that he was a failure. And his mentor at the time said to him, like, OK, so if we're walking down the street and somebody said, came up to you and said, like, hey, you've got pink hair. Are you suddenly going to go, oh, yeah, oh, no, like, I do have pink hair. I do have pink hair. You're going to go, no, I don't have pink hair. Why, why would you think that I have pink hair? You're going to think, okay, this person's maybe a little delusional, maybe on some psychedelics or something. <laughs> but essentially what the story embodies is that just because somebody else says one thing about your business or about you, or just because that first thought is the first thought to come, it doesn't mean that that is a fact. You know, this guy was putting all of his focus, all of his thought processing into the negative rather than looking at all of the amazing change that he'd created. 
So just remember, when somebody calls your hair pink, so when somebody calls you out or something goes a little bit wrong, it doesn't mean that it's a failure. It doesn't mean that that's the actual true reality of it. So your thoughts also define your circumstances. So number three, the number three aspect of this book was the effect of thought on your body. So clean thoughts equals a clean body. For example, if you're telling yourself, I really want pizza, guess what you're gonna get gonna start wanting? Now, I love pizza, pizza as much as the next person, but I'll be honest, for the two hours after, I feel like shit. It doesn't give me energy. It doesn't serve my ha- my healthiness. So I have it as a rarity, like maybe once a week, a week at most, um, because I've made the che- I've made the decision through my thoughts that I am healthy and I eat things that serve my energy and not take from it, and therefore it serves my life. And this is how it can serve your life as well. And just to provide a little bit of background to this, so. Hands up if you've ever been to a family gathering or a big friend's sort of meeting and you eat loads and loads and loads and loads of food and then you have a crash after. So what this, what's actually happening is when you have that big meal, your blood sugar spikes to help you digest all the food. So it always comes up when you have large meals or big complex carbohydrates or heavily processed food. This will go up but it also has to come crashing down. So if there's ever been days when you've been hung over and you order a load of takeaway, like that's literally the worst thing you could do is eat more food that's gonna tire you out. So it may taste nice, but you need to recognize that you're chasing pleasure, not long-term happiness and energy. And you're literally gonna crash after and not do anything. So that blood sugar drop is gonna get you. So, I want, you, I want to bring in some awareness because I think anytime that people say about healthy eating, by the way, like I used to be a fitness coach before I was a confidence coach. So I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. So you have to realize that you can make nice food taste good as well. It doesn't have to be chicken, rice and broccoli. Like I know you see bodybuilders and whatnot eat that and they eat for function. They don't eat for pleasure. But you just have to decide, like, I'm someone who eats food that is nutritious and benefits me, not takes away from me. And then just focus on things that you can add. I'm going to just throw in one of my favorite breakfast meals for you. This wasn't even planned, but I want to tell you about it because it's genuinely been life-changing. Um, so I used to have cheese toasties every morning. So if you don't know what that is, it's like uh, it's like white bread um, with or brown bread, doesn't matter, either one. And then you have cheese in the middle. I know some of you salivating. I'm so sorry. Um, and then you toast you toast the two together. It's like a grilled cheese, but you put it in a toaster. Um, but I figured this was one of the things that was pulling me down. One, cheese, dairy, it's antigenic. And for somebody who's ADHD inclined, um, antigenic foods don't serve you well. So I took away white bread as well out of my diet. But also on top of that, the cheese aspect of it, it's just, it's another processed thing. It really wasn't serving my energy. So I've naturally, I've now actually changed it up to a yogurt, 0% fat, uh, which is high protein um, to give me higher protein feedback to allow my body to recover from gym. I know I'm going off topic, but I want to give you guys this meal just because it's awesome. And then I throw grapes in, blackberries, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, all sorts of different seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, and then yeah, and then it's just it's just literally like three of my five a day in that one little meal. And honestly, the energy I have after having the like I had one before the podcast, 
Um, if it makes me feel incredible compared to a cheese toasty, which was making me crash. So you've got to align yourself with food that's actually going to serve you based on, and then in order to align with food that's going to serve you, you have to place your thoughts on, I want to have nutritious food. So number four is one of the most recurring things that people message me about on social media is that they're not happy and that they're lost and they want to change. So one of the some one of the first things that I ask is, well, what do you want to do? Like, what would you do if there was no limits? And I would say fifty percent of the time, I get back at I don't know. How is a universe going to possibly give you what you want if you don't know what you want? You have to you have, you have to be specific. You have to also align yourself with your purpose. So the lesson of this book really brought forward that if you have no purpose then you will pitilessly worry. Whilst if you devote yourself to a purpose, as in, I want to do better for my kids. I want to make more people smile. I want to help other people by aligning them with, with their purpose. I want to create more abundance within people. I want to create more change in this world. Then you'll have greater thoughts in your mind. Whereas if you don't have a purpose and you're just doing things for the sake of doing them, your brain is going to create a problem because there is a problem. Why are you here? Why are you not working towards something? It's absolutely essential that you work towards a purpose. So without getting too fired up, um, essentially, I want you guys to align yourself with a purpose, purpose-based thoughts. Why are you here on this earth? Who are you trying to help? Who are you trying to serve? Five, number five, achievement-based thoughts. So if you're thinking about the, the rule to this one is if you're thinking about your success coming to you, then you'll bring more success. If you think about the possible failure, then you'll attract failure. It's really that simple. Like in life, like everybody would be a massive success if they purely just focus on success. But the problem is most people think about failing based on other things happening in their life that have reinforced that failure, that failure side of things. So there needs to be literally no other option in your mind that success can and will happen. So if you keep aligning yourself to failure thought processes, you'll literally manifest your experience that exact same thing. And I kind of like this analogy. So um, in terms of relationships, I know because I've been here. But if you're focused on and worried about your partner cheating and you're constantly bringing forward that energy, you're then going to start having actions related to the insinuation that they are cheating. So, for example, if you're texting them constantly, you're going to start pushing them further away and then you're going to reinforce that belief that either people cheat on you or that everybody leaves you, that fear of abandonment. A lot of people have this. It's one of the five core five core key fears. But essentially with that, if you're worrying and fearing something happening, you're going to bring that into your existence. So you have to realign yourself with the success and what that looks like and how you're going to move towards that. So that was number five, the achievement-based thoughts. Number six is you've got to cherish your vision. So gravitate towards it. One of the things that I teach people to do is to acquire pictures of what their success could look like, what their what their vision looks like. Like, hey, like if you want a Ferrari, like I'm not stopping you. And if someone came to your house with a Ferrari right now and said, here's your Ferrari, hey, here's a Ferrari Enzo, would you say no? Or would you be gratefully appreciate and cherish it? 
Like you'd want the Ferrari. Let's be honest with ourselves. The same with a seven figure business or a destination you wanted to take your family on a holiday to. All are achievable. We just make it difficult for ourselves because we don't align our thoughts with the opposite. Cherish and remind yourself of where you're going. This is for your mind. Fuck everybody else and their opinions. This is for you. Where do you want to go? I'm going to, I'm actually going to, you're going to see a little disruption if you're watching this on video, but I'm going to show you something on, on my board. This is a really exclusive um, preview, by the way. Nobody gets to see this. So if you can see here, we've actually got my vision board. So without going into it in too much detail, I see this every single day. So it reminds me thought based, thought from a thought based perspective of where I'm going. And just to be honest with you, out of 10 things on that top board that are there, I've already completed eight. And that's without going, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this. No, I'm just getting this visual trigger of my vision happening with me every single day. So this is something I want you to align yourself. If you wanna bring forward number six, start getting some pictures of what you want. If you wanna be on stage performing in front of 100,000 people, get the stage that you wanna be performing on. If you wanna take your family on holiday, get the destination and put up pictures of it. If you want a certain car, put it up there. It can be materialistic. One of the poor based lies, one of the poor, which I realized when I was, when I was switching up my money mindset is that materialistic items don't make you happy. That's bullshit. If that makes you happy, it makes you happy. At the same aspect, do you have to be internally happy? Yes. And appreciate who you are and love who you are. But at the same time, like, don't fool yourself and think that it's bad to have materialistic items. You're allowed to have nice shoes. You're allowed to feel good in what you wear. You're allowed to feel good getting out of your car. You're allowed to feel good living in the house of your dreams. You're allowed to feel good going on the holiday that you've always wanted to go on. Don't take that from other people who haven't achieved what they want and take that fear into your mind. Place the thoughts on what you want and go for it. It's selfish for you not to have this. And this is the thing. It's like, since you're elevating yourself, you elevate everyone around you. Apply your mind to where you want to go and you'll come out just fine. And number seven lesson is there is a cause and effect to every action. So you must learn to look into the repercussions of your actions. And most people lack self-control. So if you want what most people don't have, then you must do what most people don't do. Choose to not go out and get drunk at the weekend. Choose instead to honor your peace and work on yourself. Choose to exit the relationships that hasn't been serving you or do something different because the insanity of it all is simply you doing the same thing and expecting different results. Choose to be wise for the book states, a wise man is controlled and purified. So control where you place your actions. Your thoughts will control your actions. It's important. It's so, so important. So I want to leave you with a mental note here, which recaps the entire kind of session, I guess we call it. We can call it a podcast, but I feel like it's more like a session. Where has your thoughts been over the past week? And is that serving you or making you suffer? So where have your thoughts been the past week? And is that serving you or is that making you suffer? And how can you redirect your thoughts in towards these seven lessons? How can you redirect yourself to be the character who you want to be, who you want to show up as the world? Do you want to show up as somebody who's miserable? Or do you want to show up as somebody who brings light to other people's world? 
How can you redirect yourself to have what you want to have? How can you redirect yourself to feel good in your body? How can you redirect yourself to change the world on a small or large scale with your purpose? How can you redirect yourself to focus on achievement? How can you redirect yourself to gravitate, gravitate towards your vision, to understand the effect of your actions? You get one shot in this life. There's one opportunity you get in this world and it's really completely entirely up to you on where you wanna step forward into. I feel everybody has a direct responsibility to become the best version of themselves because upon that, we create massive change in this world. Otherwise, we still continue to be in that blame victim mindset of blaming the government and blaming everybody in our supposed superior for not doing the things that we wanna do. Guess what, you're in control. If you wanna do something, do something. Make some fucking change. So with that said, guys, keep being the badass, badasses that you are. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you. We're up to literally 1,500 plays plus now, almost 16, um, in literally just weeks. And that really goes out to all of you amazing people. So keep living your light. I appreciate you. And I hope you have an awesome day.